This episode is brought to you by Summer School Electronics. With pedals like the Snow Day Delay, the Pep Rally Fuzz, the Trash Panda, and my personal favorite, the Science Fair, which is two classic dirt pedals in one with a mid-boosted overdrive on one side, a black lab rat circuit on the other, and a blend knob to blend between them to find the perfect classic stacked dirt sound you're looking for, it's hard not to find something you'll love. Mark builds all of his pedals by hand in Syracuse, New York, where he also works as a full-time educator. In addition to the super fun graphics on their pedals, Mark also offers custom artwork. Want your dog's face on a pedal? He can do it. Want your face on a pedal? He can make that happen too. Go over to summerschoolelectronics.com and make sure to tell them that 40 Watt Podcast sent you. Good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever it might be. Listeners, 40 Waters, as I have dubbed all of you, we are welcome. It's a wonderful title. Um, Welcome to the 40 Watt Podcast. My name is Philip. Going to take care of some housekeeping things here at the beginning of the episode like we do. Uh, Remember to... If you are watching this on uh, YouTube, please hit subscribe, hit the bell icon, hit the thumbs up, hit the thumbs up. I really, downs down, down. I don't really care. Just do something and uh, leave a comment. If you are listening uh, to the audio version of the podcast, please make sure that you go and rate, review the podcast, share it with a friend, do all those things. Um, make sure you check out the links below, either in the description of the video or in the audio description. You're going to find a bunch of cool links there. You're going to find links to my social media. Uh, I added a Twitter. I said I wasn't going to do it, but I added a Twitter because apparently it was a thing. So find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can support the show at patreon.com slash 40 watt podcast. Please do. I'll say it again. Apparently repetition's the key. Support the podcast at four. Uh, almost at 40 watt podcast.com. That's also a thing, but at patreon.com slash 40 watt podcast, where for as little as $3 a month or as much as you want to give, I've been thinking about just for shits and giggles to make like a $250 tier just to see if it happens. I will, I will write you an album. I don't care. I know Emily's thing is writing songs, so uh, I will write you. <laughs> I a- did do that. I, I did know. Noah Barnett. Oh, but- I liked it. I play a song in demos all the time. I'm like, <laughs> thank God someone made me write something. Damn. Yeah. So, uh, go ahead, support the podcast, and remember that 25% of proceeds from uh, the Patreon do go to charity. This year, this December, I will donate 25% of everything brought in for the year to St. Jude Children's Hospital. Uh, it's a totally worthy charity. It's probably my favorite charity. I raise money for them every year, and this is just one more way I can do it. Um, we have merch. Go down there, check out t-shirts, uh, including my favorite. This is buy vinyl, because streaming doesn't pay shit. Um that is, true. that is very true, unfortunately. And uh, last but not least, we have been uh, added to the Reverb Affiliate Program. So if you go down below, you can find my Reverb Affiliate link. Click the link, sign up, sell shit, buy shit, uh, and I get a little bit of a kickback at no extra cost to you to support the show. I really appreciate it. If uh, you really want to support Philip, just create an account. That helps. Just create an account. That's all you got to do. Just go it's five bucks. Exactly. Uh, it's actually one dollar for created accounts. It's five bucks, five bucks for, for first, first sale purchase. or purchase. Yes. So one percent of everything and ten percent of digital. So buy all the plugins. Just buy all of the digital oh. stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, it's really it's a really cool program for uh, for digital stuff. But let's be honest, people aren't buying a ton of digital stuff through Reverb, so it's okay. I mean, it, you know. <laughs> we'll see. I've had a few people sign up. I really appreciate y'all that have. Um, uh, and that's enough. That's like, I got it in in less than five minutes. We're good, right? All right. Nice. That's that's my self-selling. I'm not good at it, y'all. I've gotten I'm getting better at it. Uh, anyway, so moving at least on. you remember to do it at the top of the podcast. I... <laughs> I, I had I enough people tell the me. They're like, ah, I guess this is the time to stop. Just hit the 30 seconds forward until I get to the next podcast. Yeah, exactly. I uh, yeah. I had enough people tell me that that's what I needed to do. So I'm paying attention to people that know more than I do. So They're right. I'm just forgetful. <laughs> so welcoming back to the podcast, 
uh, Emily Harris from the Get Offset podcast. Um, very, very thankful she's willing to jump in. This is sort of a actually a last minute planned episode. I don't even mind saying it because I'm real with y'all. Um, second, second, I'm two for two on last minute. Yeah, there she is. There it is. It's awesome. It's like and Emily. After the last one, we talked about doing another one. I didn't know it'd be this kind of sudden, but uh, I'm glad <laughs> to have you back. Um, we're going to talk about some fun things that we were just kind of riffing on before we hit record as I'm starting to try to figure out, you know, where my head is today. Cause I've had, like I was saying, I have had a day from hell today. It's been nuts. How's your day been? It's been good. I, I did some work, try to get a little head on things. I took a couple hours. It was my mom's last day in town. She's been staying with my brother because he has a daughter and she wants to see her grandbaby. Um, but she came over and we played some guitar because, as I've said a lot, my mom gave me, gave me my first guitar lessons. I play guitar because I knew she had one. Um, and since quarantine, I told her I thought she needed to get a hobby during quarantine and, and that she should play guitar. And she said, well, you know, someone stole my tuner, but if you send me a tuner and some new strings, maybe <laughs> I'll do it. I'm like, yeah, that's a bluff I can call. Yeah, exactly. No, that's awesome. <laughs> so I sent her a tuner and uh, she, I convinced her to sign up for Fender Play. Oh, and they're not cool. through my affiliate link. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thanks, mom. <laughs> and uh, yes, she came over. We actually have matching jazz masters now. So she just wanted to play a bunch of my guitars. I kind of uh, explained some guitar effects to her. I gave her my Fender Mustang GTX 100 because she would use it more than I would. Yeah. And uh, we played, what's that Led Zeppelin song? Da 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 Is it Over the Hills and Far Away? Oh, that might be it. I am so bad at song titles. I am so bad at it. I'm an album listener, so sometimes I'm more like, oh, well, track four. I have no idea what it's called, but track four. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, my day was way less fun. Uh, it had way less guitar gear in it though. Um, but I'm, we're going to start cause you and I, uh, uh, we're pedal twins for the last week or so. Uh, I want to talk about this cause I, I promised Jesse I'd quit tagging him and stuff. So I'm just going to talk about it instead. So we have both snagged the, uh, three muff 14 by rude mm-hmm. tech, uh, Jesse oh, yeah. over there. I am not a muff person. I'm not a big muff. Person. I'm not either. Yeah. And like, I love this. Yeah, me too. So that's what Jesse yeah. told me. Uh, not even trying to sell his own pedal. He was like, what you need is a muff pedal that you can take the tone circuit out of because yes. the mids jump up. Yeah. You take that, you hit that bypass on the tone and, yeah. and it just I think opens it up. It does. I think honestly yeah. with that and the mid drive, I think you start to yes. get into, I, I think I told you, you get into like tone bender tone territory. Bender. It's yeah. not exact, and and there are gonna be a bunch of people that yell at me in the in the comments. Well, no, please yell at they me. They haven't comments. played one. Yeah, shut up, sh- put up or shut up. Well, I, exactly. get this and then yell at me. Do not yell at me until you buy this and play it yourself. There you, you go. Can yell at me all you want. That's exactly right. Or you can go over to Emily's demo and listen to it. Uh, uh, my demo will be up hopefully at some point. Um, I haven't had a chance to sit down and do it, but I, I spent some time with it yesterday. And uh, actually woke up the early this morning to play it, to, to just play, play it some more. I'm super pumped with this. I've got to get inside and mess with the uh, trim pots the for the... Oh, there's a trim pot and there's some yeah, the, uh, socketed diodes. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I, love, I love when companies socket things so you can switch them out and try it out. Um, you know what? I know because I think you already have one of these as well, or you may have, you may have had it. Um, Another one that oddly has socketed op amps is the uh, Wish.com Klon. They're socketed, so you can sw- swap them out if you want to. I sent mine to Ryan Burke from Sixty Cycle Home. <laughs> nice. Nice. I, I love that demo because, honest to God, I just trolled the shit out of that demo and I never, <laughs> I never turned the volume up. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I I honestly I love said, that pedal. This is only worth. I said this is only worth forty dollars if I get forty bucks in ad revenue on YouTube, and I'll be damned. I've gotten forty five dollars of ad revenue from that video on YouTube. It's my highest earner. Oh, that's awesome. People just keep fucking hate. Com- they keep hate commenting on it. I'm like, yep, kick me up that algorithm. I don't care. <laughs> that's what I'm like. I'm like, I, look, if you hate things, please comment. Just let me know. Yeah. Just comment. Yeah. Just react. That's all I care about. You want to call me ugly in my video? Fine. Yeah, bring it on. I'll do it. Um, 
but yeah, I'm pumped about this pedal. I um, I also got the I think oh I don't remember if I talked about it in the last episode because I don't think I had it yet. The Foxy Tone uh, fuzz as well. I I've been on this crazy fuzz like just accumulation kick. Yeah. Like if it's a neat, interesting have- fuzz. Yeah, is that basically a Fox Tone machine? I assume from yeah. the name. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, I have the um the Tysco. Uh, that's basically what the Tysco fuzz is. Oh, that does not work well on the oh, yeah. camera, but oh yeah, see this. Uh, oh, let's see if I can make this work. Uh, Ooh, yeah, it's covered in orange crushed velvet. How does Andrew not have that? He, I posted, so I posted it in the Discord, by the way, if you are a Patreon of the Get Offset podcast, you can hang out in their Discord. Similarly, if you're a Patreon of my podcast, you can hang out in my Discord with all three of us. Uh, it's awesome. <laughs> it, it's good. It's growing, though. We're getting, we're getting new folks all the time. Um, all the time, as in every couple of weeks. Uh, so, yeah, I... It sounds really awesome before you ever kick the octave in. And then when you kick the octave in, you can just flip the switch up. It gets into synth territory. It's so crazy. Oh, yeah. and, that's, uh, and so I've I've got a demo of I've 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 recorded some audio clips of that one for a demo that I'm not completely happy with yet. Um because I wanna I wanna bring my uh I wanna get my AC thirty in here and play through it. I think it'll sound much I'm better. Sorry, did, did you just hear my cat? <laughs> I did. Yes, <laughs> uh, I think it'll. I think it'll sound even better through my AC30 than it does through like a Fender style amp. So, um, but yeah. So let's talk about a couple of things. This is a fun one for me. My week coming up. The reason this week. Part of the reason this week is so crazy. Before things exploded at work. Um, this is my first week since 2019 with three gigs in a week. We'll be right back. This podcast is supported in part by String Joy Strings. I'm a snob. At least that's what people tell me. I'm never okay with good enough. And that's where String Joy Strings come in. They're better than good enough. They're the best. String Joy are making some of the finest strings available today right up the road from me in Nashville, Tennessee. They offer custom sets, balanced tension, coded strings, the works. If you need it, they can probably make it happen. You should be using Stringjoy Strings, and if you're going to order from them, you really could help this podcast out by clicking the affiliate link down in the description or show notes below. You get amazing strings, I get a little bit of that back to help the show keep going. It's a win-win situation. Get your Stringjoy Strings today. Well, this is a lot of people's first times having gigs in a year. So. I know, it's nuts. Oh my um, gosh! And they just yeah. started to pile in. It was like first it was a first it was a Wednesday night gig. I've known I've got that gig, which we're recording on a Tuesday, so tomorrow night, mm-hmm. um, it will have already happened by the time this goes live. Um, that one had been planned for a little while, and then I got a message on Sunday from a guy who books uh, a, a um, bar in, in another town. And said, "Hey, can can your band play on Saturday?" I was like. I don't know if they can, but let's do it. And then, uh, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> yeah, yes. you put together, put together players, you make it happen. And then, um, another, uh, buddy of mine messaged me yesterday and said, Hey, we've got this gig. Our guitar player can't make it. Can you come fill in? I was like, yep, I'll do it. Whoop. I, I love last minute gigs. They're so much fun because I, I like it when yeah. the expectations are a little lower <laughs> and they also know that, Hey, I'm getting a guy who's going to probably wing it for the, for three and a half hours. And uh, it's going to be a blast. I'm so pumped to play live. Three and a half hours. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's So tomorrow night's three hours. Friday night's three and a half hours. Saturday night's almost four hours. So (laughs) bar gigs. Yeah, man. I, yeah. Yeah. Can you tell that I mostly play like four bell gigs? I wish that's that's the life I want to get into. That's the that's the life I want to get into. These four hour gigs, they'll kill you. They they're brutal. Yeah, I I did a bunch of those one summer, and I was glad I like uh, finally got the tuna tone, which weighs all of five pounds. Because sitting up on a stage for because it was the gigs themselves were um, it was basically two ninety minute shows. Uh But the only time we had to rehearse was starting at noon. So starting at noon, the band got to the venue. And the singers would kind of rotate in and out, and we'd all rehearse. So I was basically like standing with a guitar for 
eight hours all day yeah all day yeah oh that's gosh. when um those are the gigs that uh this is the wrong guitar for no uh, don't yeah. bring that yeah i i don't I unless don't, you are very cozy with your chiropractor yeah i don't i i typically don't take the les paul for the four-hour gigs or if i do it's for a very specific couple of songs uh you know you know it'd be a great guitar for those gigs what's that the jazz master acoustic sonic <laughs> <laughs> no thank you so so i'm gonna mm-hmm. i'm gonna be controversial and be that guy who's i played i, I have not played the jazz master but I did play both the Telecaster and the Strat version. Um, and they are not my thing. Okay, that's fine. It's just not my thing. I don't think they're trash. I don't think they shouldn't exist like some of the other trolls on the internet that have been, you know, ranting on about it. But yeah. I just, they're just not my thing. They don't fit my gig. Um, yeah. Uh, I If you're a singer-songwriter or primarily a rhythm guitarist and you go between acoustic and electric, I think it's amazing yeah. i think it's probably like exactly what you want and need and you i think so one. too i absolutely you should think use so. one of our affiliate links <laughs> yes uh click the affiliate links buy things appreciate it look it completely shilling i love the fact that i'm, I'm just completely shilling at this point um, people always call demo artists shills because they're like oh but you got paid by the person who made this pedal to do the demo and then you got to keep the pedal i'm like yeah but Truly, what I want you to do is click on my affiliate link. <laughs> well, even then, it's like Forever. okay, it's like okay, asshole on the internet. Uh, here's the deal: you can let demo artists make some money making these demos and keeping pick some gear, or you just don't get to hear what it sounds like before you blind buy it because you live in a podunk town that doesn't carry any of the shit you want to buy. Yep, that's where I grew up, Morrow, Ohio, Clarksdale, Mississippi. Hey, I've yeah. always wanted to go to Clarksdale. Clarksdale's it's a hell of a town. It's a it's I think it's a magical place. There are a lot of people Clarksdale, don't agree. Clarksdale, it's a hell of a town. I was <laughs> wanted to go to that blues festival there, but I could never convince my husband to do it when we lived in Ooh, Nashville. Which one? I don't know. Juke Joint Fest? The big one? Juke Joint? Juke Joint, Juke Joint. Yeah, 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 that's the big one. I played that a few weeks ago actually. I have mm. so I used to uh I used to work at a bar in Clarksdale. I'm not sure I've mentioned this on the podcast actually. I used to be the assistant manager of Ground Zero Blues Club in Clarksdale. <laughs> And I ran assistant to the manager. Uh, no, I was actually assistant manager, which actually meant I managed more nights than not. Uh, so, but I was also the audio engineer for years. And so, yes, for those of you that have heard of uh, Ground Zero Blues Club, that means Morgan Freeman was my boss. He was the owner of the club, uh, one of the co-owners of the club. Um, but I got to see some great acts come through there. Met Willie Nelson there. Uh yeah, Shit. Willie came through. He was a badass. Uh, actually, so I'm going to tell this story because I don't think I've told this story on the podcast. Podcast listeners, it, 40 Waters, if you've heard me tell the story, I'm sorry. Um, mm-hmm. You're going to hear it again because this is the story I, that I die happy telling, right? So I'm playing Ground Zero on like a Thursday night. It may have been a Wednesday night. It's like there's six people in the bar, not counting the bartender. Um, and... You know, you're on stage, you can't see, lights are in your face, right? But I can tell there's not many people out there. We're playing, we almost get through with the first set. And uh, this woman who walks up to the stage, she's like the matriarch of Clarksdale. Like, this woman, she used to be editor of the paper, like, she's big deal in town. She walks up to me, says, hey, Philip, the uh, the guy I'm sitting with wants to buy you a beer and talk music with you during your break. That cool? I was like, yeah, no problem. You know, anybody's going to buy me a beer, I'll sit and talk all the music they want to talk with me. So I do the last song of the set. I get off stage, head to the bar to go get my beer. And uh, the sound guy, my buddy Walt, walks up and says, so is it nerve-wracking? I was like, what? He said, playing in front of Robert Plant? And that's when I put two and two together. And Robert Plant bought me a beer and sat and talked music with me for 45 minutes. Nice. I've heard he's very friendly. He is. Uh, he, uh, yeah. In fact, the, the phrase that will go on my epitaph is, you're a really great guitar player. From Robert oh, Plant. Oh, man, so. yes. I think that that's something that one could ride high on for the rest of their lives. Oh, yeah. I, I just don't know what I'm going to do with the rest of my life after that moment, because it's all downhill after that, right? So you're like, damn, but I didn't expect to peak tonight. <laughs> yeah, Back. on a night with six yeah. people in the bar. Man, I had a friend who was at a record store called, Grim- you know, Grimey's in Nashville, yeah. maybe. Uh, and Robert Plant was there because he was trying to record the second album with Alison Krauss. It never happened. And um, uh, my friend, 
Well, I shouldn't say my friend. I didn't. I barely knew this guy, and I don't, <laughs> didn't like him very much. This acquaintance. I, he was in line in front of Robert Plant. He was buying a Doors album, and Robert Plant was, oh, Jim Morrison. I knew him. <laughs> <laughs> Just what a flex, right? Shit. What a wild. And flex. then I saw, then I saw Robert Plant at the Americana Awards, and he covered a Low song, a song by that slowcore band Low. Really? Yeah, I'm like, what? This is amazing. That's awesome. Robert Plant is covering Low. He's, not, he, he's he's hip, dude. Oh, yeah. he So he loves Clarksdale. He comes to Clarksdale pretty regularly, actually. Or it did. I, you know, we're talk pre-COVID, which is a million years. Um, but no. uh, so he used to come all the time. And actually for the Sunflower River Blues Festival, that's the August mm. Blues Festival in Clarksdale. That's the one that's a little more like a, a festival. There's a main stage. That's where the main acts are. Uh, mm-hmm. Juke Joint Festival is more like a... I don't. It, it's a circus. It's insane. There's Is it more like, like a South by with like a bunch of different bar venues. It's exactly yeah. it, and and like you know, uh, live stages outside all over the place. Just street musicians. It's it's part yeah. like country fair. But so Sunflower yeah. was having their 25th uh, annual 20 uh, Sunflower Blues Festival, and uh, he was the headliner for the 25th annual Sunflower River Blues wow. Festival, and he played it. Wow. For, he played it for free. Yeah. yeah, he played it for free because he loves Clark. So actually, you can't see it on the other side of the SVT. There's a, a poster for that that festival. But um, yeah, that's awesome. Oh yeah, and so Clarksdale's like that magical place. Like people just show up there. There's there's a guy. Uh, shout out to EY who I know does not listen to this podcast, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> EY is uh, he's from Japan. He comes well every year except last year. Uh, he comes to Clarksdale and just lives there for two and a half months. Every year, which is oh. as, as long as he can before he has to go back. And he just, right. uh, or we get like, you'll wander through town and randomly, uh, you know, John Krasinski's in town or uh, uh, a great story. I love, so or, or the guy from QAnon. Oh, would you, oh, Jim Watkins. Yeah. That's a fun story too. Don't know what's going on there, but uh, I did great. watch the, the episode and I saw he rented a space, which is. I used to, so it's a, my uncle had a law firm in that same building where he opened an oh. office in. Yeah. Uh. Oh yeah. It's crazy. Uh. Um, so but, that guy just decided I want to look like an old timey cartoon villain who is a baron of a railroad company. I'm going to tie a damsel to the train. Right. Tracks. No, he went, he went full yeah. on. Uh, oh, what's that? Well, it's because Roger Stone did and he just. Yeah. Yeah, it's want to be like Roger Stone. Like you just gotta look the part. <laughs> what a wild TV series that was, or, oh or mini series. I knew it was going to be weird. Yeah, but I was not prepared. I, I don't think one can prepare themselves for how like absolutely messed up. Oh, it was jacked. It was, it was way jacked. And um, yeah. and then there's the character. Uh, welcome to uh, Forty Watt Podcast, the uh, the QAnon conspiracy. A podcast, yeah. <laughs> uh, the oh, wait, I'm sorry. Would it be conspiracies about the QAnon conspiracy? There we go. The counter conspiracy <laughs> podcast. The counter conspiracy. I like counter conspiracy. I've never heard that. Me either. I like before. that. I like that. Yeah, so, yeah it's like counterintelligence. <laughs> but the redemption arc of Fred Brennan during that entire oh, yeah. that entire series, like it's crazy. He's a good follow on Twitter too, by the way. If you don't follow him, oh yeah, I've, I've uh, seen this. I saw his tweets for a long time, not knowing who he was, and the same for Code Monkey. Oh, I, yeah. like, I remember people retweeting that guy a lot. And yeah, I, so like my experience with it was, especially as an an early internet adopter, and you know, an early on the message boards and like forums as they became a thing. Uh, I I distinctly remember like I've I never was on eight chan, definitely not on eight. Coon, whatever it became. I was never yeah. even on 4chan, but I had friends who were, and I knew real quick, this is not a place for me. Uh, the internet no. gets, and that's that's on this side of the dark web. Imagine how bad it can get. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a wild, wild place. And I've, I've been sort of prodding, like, people back home in Clarksdale, like, to find out if Jim Watkins is actually, like, tooling around Clarksdale, or if he just kind of did that. To like be petty and for that t- for that series, you know, he wanted to flex a little and then just moved on. I don't know. I don't know if he has money left. I don't either. I think he spent all his money, so maybe he has to live someplace more affordable than 
That wouldn't surprise Los me. Los Angeles. It yeah. wouldn't surprise me. And also, I know that like he can't go back to Manila. Like he, he burned oh, his he bridges there. From what I hear, he burned his bridges there. So he's he can't go back to Manila. Um, I know he sold his big farm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's so wild. Oh, so but this is Clarksdale. So this is Clarksdale. This is what happens. This town attracts weird. Like we I remember the blues. And it did. It birthed the QAnon blues. And <laughs> let's let's not things. quite give it birth in QAnon. Please don't no. put that on my no. on my hometown. No, but. that. Oh gosh, yeah. No, that started as a LARP. Yo, yeah. We've got a um. We've uh, we've got this great uh, like greasy spoon diner burger place called Delta Amusement. That has like, you know, crawfish in the summers and it's just a great, great bar. And but the owner like, you know, just hasn't given a shit since 1973 kind of guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, one day. So Dan Aykroyd come, used to come to Clarksdale pretty regularly. He's a big fan. He's oh, a big yeah, he blues is, fan. Yeah. He actually donated the car for one of the cars from the Blues Brothers movie to the Hobson Plantation outside of Clarksdale. And then nice. came back later and gave them the horn that goes on the top of it. <laughs> it's, oh, it's crazy. It's so great. So he walks into this this diner, Delta Amusement, one day, and it's after they've already shut the grill down, right? Like they're they're, they're closed. They're, no more food for the day. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's like after one. I think he came in at like two. Um, and he comes in and he says, hey, I was wondering if I can get, and the owner just does not care. So grill's closed. So I was just wondering, grill's closed. Like, like turns him away. Comes over to the music store. We're all we're all hanging out. It's after five. We're drinking beer in the music store. It's just what we do. And uh, he walks in and says, "Uh, so yeah, I think I, I think I had to run Chevy Chase out of my my restaurant today." And we're like, "Dan Aykroyd." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, that guy." Like Chevy <laughs> Chase, I would run out of the. <laughs> oh yeah, Dan no. Aykroyd, I would not run out. <laughs> no, me either. But it's just it's such a weird town. I love Clarkson. Everybody should come. Yeah. April. Yeah. Uh, April Juke Joint Festival. I recommend it to everybody. Um, pack for cold and hot because we genuinely don't know until the day before. Uh, yeah, it's it's <laughs> yeah. crazy. That's uh, how it's been up here, dude. It was like eighty degrees, up to, close to eighty the other day, and then it's back to fifty five today. Uh, My heat's on. Yeah, I it's it's a little chilly today because it rained, so it was a little overcast and chilly. But yesterday it was just terrible. I went running yesterday because I was trying to beat the rain, and it's also hot yeah. and humid, and it starts to it starts to pour on me. So I decide I run in my neighborhood, and so I found you know some yards that don't have fences. So I was like, I've got to get back because I was at like the farthest point from my house. <laughs> so I'm like going to cut through yards, and I mm-hmm. cut through yards, and I go to cross a ditch, and the mud swallowed my shoe. I had to turn around, go back, and dig my shoe in the rain out of the mud. It was miserable. Oh man, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I forget you're a runner. You uh, you do full marathons or halves? I've I've done two full marathons at this point. Uh, both of them were the St. Jude Marathon. I did it in 2017 and 2019. I'm hoping to do it again this year. We'll see. I put on a lot of weight mm-hmm. last year, not running and not doing anything. So we'll see if I can get back up to Many that distance. Yeah, I've I've done two halves, both the they're both rock and roll halves. Oh yeah. Uh, so I did the Nashville, then I did the Savannah, Georgia. I was supposed to run the full in Nashville, but I got really injured the week after my ten mile training run. Yeah. And uh, my husband did the full, and I'm very glad that I opted to not. <laughs> I uh so my first one in 2017, uh, I signed up for the full, was planning to run the full, I fundraised for the full, and my training just fell off track. And so the longest run I got before the race day was 11 miles, like 11 and a half oh. miles. So I get to I get to race week, and I've got this buddy of mine, Joe, who also does not listen to this podcast. Uh, Joe is in, he's in the National Guard. He plays in the band. He's a trombonist. He's a band director. It's what he does for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, but he decided after, you know, after college, he and he needed something to stay active. He used to do DCI marching band, and they stay in great shape to do DCI. Those folks work real hard. Um, so he started running and like took off. Like at this point, he's done a hundred miler. You know what I mean? I think there was a year he did forty marathons in a year. Like he's oh, he's gosh, nutsy. He he'll turn around and do like marathons on back to back days. I, I, and you gotta have hobbies. Yeah, he's gotta have a hobby, yeah. and so that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him, but damn. Oh yeah, no, 
it's it's dumb. It's a lot of running. I don't I don't like running two five Ks in a row. Like and I was doing like sub thirty five Ks over the summer. Oh yeah. And I just I'm like I'm just really tired of my legs hurting all the time. And they do. They that and that's the thing he told me. He said it never stops hurting. You just get used to it. It's, it's and so yeah. but he convinced me as I was getting ready, I let him talk me into too much shit. Joe's good at this. He let he talks people <laughs> into shit. And um he um he said, No, dude, just run two minutes, walk one minute, run two minutes. He said, You can do the whole thing. And so I'm there. And take you six hours, but yeah, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I hit uh I yeah, which is my typical pace anyway, actually, so it's fine. Um I uh, my five K was I mean my um, half was three just under three hours. I'm not a not really much of a runner. Oh no. My first half is still my PR. Uh, like my, my personal record was still my first, but at a mile 11 of the St. Jude, around that, you know, every year changes just a little, but around mile 11, that's where you have to, like, do or die moment. That's where you have to make the choice, am I running the, the full, split. or do I turn and follow the half marathoners? And I made the very poor life decision to continue down the route and not, and so I was good until, I was good until mile, about mile 17, right? Well, actually, about mile 15, um, yeah. I developed blisters on both of my feet. And I was fine until then. And it got hard and I started walking. And around mile 17, I was about ready to give up. I was like, no, I can't. I can't do this. And it's this, about it's about once you start walking that yeah. like and, and it was just pain. Up. That the blisters yeah. were just just pain. And then about that time, this this woman runs up next to me and starts walking with me. Um, because mm-hmm. the heat was getting to her, right? And yeah. she is she is honest to goodness in a supergirl outfit. Like no lie. Yeah. She's running in a supergirl outfit. I like outfit. people who do that. Yeah. You know? And so she starts talking to me and she's like talking about how hot it is. And I'm telling her, yeah, the heat, but also, you know, like my, my feet are just destroying me. And so, so we start talking and she tells me her story about her son who developed an extremely rare kind of cancer, like hyper aggressive. And uh, so she came to St. Jude as part of an experimental, experimental treatment. And even of the kids Mm -hmm. that got the experimental treatment, you know, it's like a, 50% 50% survival. Um, and then she told me that as a 2017, she said in 2018, her son was turning 18 and going to run the full with her that next year. And at that point I was like, no, I'm oh, finishing God. this. I am. If yeah. she went through that, I can finish this race. And I did. Oh, it hurt. God. Yeah. So that's why, that's one of the reasons I donate to charity uh, to St. Jude yeah. specifically, because stories like that. Uh, wow. That's a wild ride. That's an emotional story. It was. I get really emotional when I do any race, but especially like the halves. Like just hearing strangers cheer you on, you're like, oh my god. Oh, Saint like it really hit. It really hits me right, right there. Saint Jude's hateful, and I mean this in the nicest way. Mile six, you run through the Saint Jude campus, and the kids are lining the way, cheering you on. Oh God! You know how hard it is to run that mile and a half through but the when campus you're, crying. When you're crying, yeah, you yeah, can't see. It's really sing. hard to run when you are crying. Yeah, it's the oh, it's like, so I've, hard. I've boxed through crying because I'm I'm like a, a boxer. That's my mm-hmm. preferred fitness mode. Like I'll be like so flustered, and I'll be like throwing. I can't <laughs> run. I can't yeah. run. No, it's while so bad. I'm like emotional. Yeah, no. And that was another reason I kind of stopped running. Um back after those halves because i had so much anxiety everyone's like oh running's great for your mental health you just burn the anxiety but like for me it just triggers like a weird fight or flight response so it just makes me more anxious so i had to stop running when i was when i had a really stressful job like i just couldn't i was like i either wake my ass up and run in the morning which i could do sometimes because i'm just not a morning person oh me either and that way or i try to run after work and i'm just like incapable of it See, yeah, I, I'm the opposite. Running is is a de stressor for me, but it's for most people. I go through the peaks and valleys of being really consistent with running, and it's more stress relieving when it's consistent because you're just better at yeah. it. And then, like, it's just frustrating when you fall off for a little while and you're trying to get back into it, which is where I am right now. But I love yeah. it. I'll keep doing it. It's also because I really get into it because heart disease runs in my family. And while cancer, I may not be able to do anything about, you know, you can live like as clean and careful as you can and still end up with cancer. I can do something about most heart disease, you know? Yeah. I can, I can do something there. Um, 
So I promise, guys, we are mostly a music podcast. Uh, <laughs> this is We're your people podcast. Yeah, We're people podcast. There people. you go. That's a great way to put it. Um, so uh, how are things going with Sunday Crush? Y'all looking at any gigs coming up? <laughs> well, our vinyl f- f- finally got delivered. Did it? That was a fun stutter. I knew you were talking yes. about it. <laughs> well, vi- <laughs> vinyls always always has like a really long lead time in like normal times. Four to six months wasn't isn't unusual, right? And uh, so we signed on a publicity company, and they suggested we move our vinyl from where it was in progress but hadn't started to a different place. And uh, then six months later, we finally had our vinyl. So basically, wow. the whole thing was was delayed. Like our record came out on Black Friday, so that is uh, you know literally six months ago. Yeah, wow. And yeah, so people have just finally gotten the pre-orders. Felt really bad about that, but yeah. um, but as far as we gigs, we have some leads um, right now. My my singer's in Texas, um, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks. And we're going to start writing some new things. We're going to start trying to get some gigs. Nice. Uh, a local record store really wants us to do an in-store there, so we'll probably do that pretty early on and we have some leads on some live streaming things although uh i hope that's not necessary yeah i i'm so uh, over yeah. the live streaming thing i it's yeah it's nice it, we did but- we did two of them and they were fun and we got some decent assets out of them but both like either the sound would cut out sometimes which was the first one or they weren't synchronized properly which was the second one we did uh which was a bummer because i went back and watched it and i'm like I knew as we were doing, like, my jumps were timed perfectly. <laughs> I was really proud of myself. And I look back, and it just looks like I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm like, like, I look like such a turd. I'm a like, beat God. and a half after you're jumping kind of thing. I was trying to do my best Steve Selvage. And it just, nah. Just didn't come out. It happened. Oh, it just didn't come out. I practiced those squat jumps for nothing. <laughs> oh, no. The squat jump was fine. It was the timing that was awful. <laughs> I'm sure it was, I was great. Perfect. I was perfect. No, so, it was uh, good. Um, got some good pictures. We were all dressed up. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll do some new stuff. Be writing some stuff. We put out um, a, a cover of the Santa Gold song "Lights Out" for a charity compilation called "Eat the Rich." Oh yeah, and you can they get taste that great. on Bandcamp. I hear what? they. Ta- I hear they taste great. The rich. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh yeah, really, really good marbling. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, down here in the south, we just batter and deep fry. So yeah, well, we'll you know, it's just like uh, it's just mostly pork. This like taste probably tastes like pig. If uh, fried green tomatoes is to be believed. Oh, that's true. You know, uh, oh god, I have this weird like fact in my head that I'm going to have to share now that we're talking about this. Right, see, it. you you sent me down the cannibalism route. So oh boy, we're uh, about to get canceled like Army Hammer. Oh yeah, no, this is. So there's a, uh, and I, I'm going to be real bad. I'm not going to give people the names. They can research it themselves. But there's basically this soup that used to be made by particular Central American uh, tribes in in uh, pre-imperialism in, in Central America. Um, and what they did is it was like they made this big ritual of like um, their version of like convic- convicted criminals, like sacrificing them and turning them into this soup. And of course, oh when the Spanish came in and you know Christianized and colonized Central America, they were like, "No, you, you can't do that anymore." Um, and so the, but they they didn't want to completely eradicate the culture of the 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 area because they didn't want them rising up against them. Essentially, is what it was. So they they suggested they use pork instead. And there's apparently written accounts of the. This uh, this civilization reacting to pork instead of human, and they were basically like, oh, "It tastes the same." Oh no! <laughs> so we actually do have historical record that pork does pretty much taste like people. I actually, I I think my idea on that was knowing that. See, this is also dark. <laughs> uh, that uh, scientists use pig corpses to. Uh, replicate decaying bot- human bodies for crime scene investigations. And that's how you can kind of guess how long a body's been in a swampy swamp or an open field. 
Yeah, you know, I, I and this is where all the uh, the PETA folks have turned us off at this point and left all the nasty reviews. But uh, it's like ah, the PETA, PETA, you know. <laughs> uh, they but can it, eat me. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> the uh, oh, there was a, a show called like Deadliest Warrior, right? And to yeah. like demonstrate the lethal ability of certain bladed weapons, they would hang pigs and. That's oh, how yeah. demonstrated. Um, I I learned that re- weird random fact. I, I promise I don't just randomly go researching the history of cannibalism. I learned it because I spent two years in my twenties as a vegan. Oh, and and I tell people that, and people freak out, and even then, people freaked out. Like, well, you're wearing leather boots. A uh, dietary vegan, not lifestyle vegan, is what I always told. Yeah. Them. Um. That's a heart disease thing, too? Yeah, totally heart disease. I learned two facts around the same time that coincided. Like, my uncle had had his first major like major heart attack at, like, 49. And I heard these two facts simultaneously. One was that they basically didn't have a record of in- anyone. And someone please fact check these because these sound outrageous now that I think about them. But uh, there was no record of a heart attack in anyone who had cholesterol under 150. And at around the same time I heard that. The average cholesterol of a vegan was 133. So suddenly there was this, it's like, oh, vegans get to avoid heart attacks, which sounds ridiculous. But it it was one of those moments, you know, something happens to someone in your family and it scares you health wise kind of thing. Heart attack. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a fun thing. So I did that. And around that time, there was this thing going around called hufu i don't know if you ever heard of hufu it was supposedly human flavored tofu and so the the big thing was well how does this person know like how does the creator and to this day as far as i'm aware the creator i'm gonna put that in air quotes claims that it was a legitimate thing the rest of the internet says no it was some elaborate hoax it would never actually existed it was all to be a joke but I really hoped it was because I was going to, as a vegan, prepare a tofu dinner for my friends and not tell them that it was hufu. But uh, I just typed human flavored into Google, and one the first the first thing like, do you mean was hufu? <laughs> yeah. And the second one was ice cream. Oh, oh, god, that sounds disgusting. At just the like Hufu website was in existence from 2005 to 2006. Yep. Uh, it's it was a wild story. It was a, it was a fun thing. I was really sad to find out it was not real. So. Yeah, that's nasty. Yeah, now no, I have to look disgusting. up the human flavored ice cream. <laughs> oh. See, this is where the the podcast goes completely off the rails. We we go way down a rabbit hole. You thought you thought we started strong, y'all. <laughs> oh, this is a I, that reaction for for listeners, uh, Emily's reaction is one of absolute and utter astonishment at whatever it is she just saw, I don't tell and you. horror maybe. Mix I don't it. Tell you. No, it wasn't human. It's it's actual weird ice cream flavors, and horse flesh is on here. Ooh, and that's sold in Tokyo. Pickled mango, which does not sound bad. Corn on the cob, mango, I would so. not eat. I would. I would try that. Foie gras sounds bad. Hair and blue cheese sounds great, honestly. Ghost pepper sounds like a no thank you. Oh, no, I'd totally do that in an ice cream, and that might be the only way I would do ghost pepper. I just... Because that's like the milk built in. It tastes good. It's the milk built in. Yeah. Uh, Bourbon and cornflake sounds good. What? Bourbon and cornflake. That's in San Francisco. Fig and fresh brown turkey. (sighs) There's just lobster. Nah. Sometimes you just have to wonder why. Creole tomato. Eh. You know, it, it's one of those things where you want, I need to take a quote out of context and people should just start applying it in other places. Um, it's uh, Jeff Goldblum from uh, Jurassic Park. You were so preoccupied with whether or not you could, you never stopped to figure out whether or not you should. <laughs> That's what this sounds like to me. Well, it's like Jones Soda sold the um, the Thanksgiving soda pop. Yeah, no, that sounds gross too. That sounds awful. Oh, it is gross. Uh, I, ooh. No. I remember hearing stories of friends who had like 
you know, jaws broken and they had to wire their mouth shut and their parents tried to do them a favor and blend up meals so they could drink them through a straw. And I'm like, that's the most disgusting shit I've ever heard. No, just give them insure. Yeah. Just just, give them insure. Just, yeah. Like maybe some really, really creamy potato soup. Yep. Tomato soup. Nobody wants beef that's beef tartare from my poor (laughs) child with the mouth wide shut. I distinctly remember (laughs) one describing blended fried catfish once. And I just don't want to know how that worked. I don't want to know how that worked. Cat food? Catfish. Catfish. I'm sorry. No, no. no I'm saying it oh, yeah. tastes like cat food. Oh, yeah. It's got to. They're, they're, yeah. So, back to uh, guitar. I'm <laughs> bringing this away from disgusting foods. Uh, so, uh, I'm, I'm sure you're not going, but uh, Summer Nam looks like it's happening. I might go. You might go? Uh, I mean, I'm, I lived in Nashville for eight years. I would like to go back. Yeah. See some friends. I, yeah. I, I was kind of curious about that because, like, I've been talking to some other podcasters, and I'm going to Nashville, going to be staying uh, with some other podcasters uh, so we can cut some costs. Who? Oh, well. Who? I, I don't know Who's that I need not to. invited me to their party? I don't know if I need to go throwing, throwing them all under the oh, bus. Oh, well, it's Diaz, isn't it? <laughs> well, since we've already talked about that on the podcast, it is Diaz and Scott from the, <laughs> the, uh, uh, from the effects loop. Um, got a couple of others who are coming. I, there's a couple who aren't a hundred percent confirmed, so I don't want to throw their names out there on the podcast. I'll tell you after it's over who all's going, but, um, uh, looks I'll like I'll just sleep under my friend's Grammys collection again. <laughs> I'm trying to think who do I know in Nashville with Grammys? And I've got a couple of friends, not with multiple. I have, oh, he's I have got three or four. I've got a friend with a Grammy. So <laughs> now that I think about it. I've got a few with Grammy nods, nominations, but uh, yeah, only only one friend that actually I think has won one. I think only one. At least I only have one friend I know has won one. Maybe that's who the brags way about brags about they Grammys. It's on every flyer she's on, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Oh. And whatever. <laughs> Neither here I nor there. Joke about mine. I was I took a business call once from this friend's sofa, and I was just like. Would you like to see a real, like a couple real Grammy awards? And, like picked up the computer. <laughs> oh, that's Look. awesome! Look, oh, well, I'm people. pumped. It's gonna, it's gonna be my first uh, Nam, and I'm, I'm super excited. I love Nashville. You know, you lived there for a while. Lived in Murfreesboro for a little while. I, it's, it's one of my favorite cities in the U.S. Um, and I just, I just love going and hanging out, and so. Gonna go, try to get some coverage, try to meet some people, see some things. Hopefully there's new stuff coming out to talk about. Uh, the It feels like, and this is what I was really wanted to get to, it feels like it started out slow as people weren't sure whether they were going, whether it was really happening, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and now, like, the, the list of people going's like, grown. Like, now Gibson and Yamaha and... Uh, Reverend's a small name on the list. Gretch is going to be there. Fender's not oh, said Gibson they're going to be there. Better go. Yeah, because they're right there. there. I they are not on the uh, the the graphic that I've seen unless they've been added. I feel like there are some people who are adding last minute as they're seeing. Oh, it's actually going to happen. It's going to happen. We need to get in. But I, bet um, I have some clients who go. Oh, I have no doubt. I have no doubt. That's why mm-hmm. one of the things I knew you might know some folks who might be going that I don't even know about yet. But um, well, it, these are clients who usually talk to us kind of oh. late about these kinds of things. Oh, I got you. It's like, I, I really learned how firsthand exactly how last minute the winter virtual <laughs> name came together. Yeah, no, it, and it felt like it, it felt like it, it, I, I've, I've been pretty, the couple of times we've come up, I've been pretty vocal. It was kind of bad. It's kind of terrible for me. I did. Uh, I think I was pretty bo- uh, burned out on virtual by then already, but also it just felt like, a lot of companies just recycled content from other places to have something. They had. Yeah. It was, that was really frustrating. Yeah. Honestly, like as a user experience, I, my clients did all live stuff, but yeah. I was like, Oh cool. I really want to watch this boss thing. And then I realized it was just the thing from the previous yep. year. And you're like, ah, yeah. This- and then some were literal commercials, which was kind of a bummer, but yeah. On I'm, one hand, I get people are doing things last minute. Then a couple brands like Mackie just went all in, and you know they got tons of engagement from it because they actually did something. Yeah, exactly. And I found everything really difficult to navigate. It was hard. Yeah, I never want to do I that again. It, I, I, you know. I know everybody's like, don't need NAM, don't need NAM. Need something. Even if you don't need NAM, you need no. something that's not virtual because virtual sucked. I, well, I know Fender really... Fender just, I think, took all the money they were going to spend at NAMM and then sent out more 
demo units, yeah. did more promotion, did some more like traditional marketing. And I think they were like, Oh, that's cool. That is, you know, less work for us. Yeah. And I think it's, I think that was, just, I think that was a smart move. I think that that should have been the play yeah. for a lot of people. Um, yeah, but I'm excited to eat some hot chicken. Uh, mm, always some, some not Hattie bees. Uh, not Hattie bees. Not, yeah. Jesse and I from, uh, talked about that on last episode. Uh, that's look, gentrified hot chicken. Yeah, exactly. I told him it's decent for fried chicken. It's not it's my where, favorite hot chicken. It's where I would take out of towners who didn't want to go to where Prince's used to be. Yeah. Like I was not gonna take my mom out to out to actual Prince's. I would take her to Hattie B's. No, and you know? and like even Prince's, like the truck I go to now because it's the easiest one to access when I'm downtown, is the one outside Yeehaw Brewing. Uh, on their like, they have that big patio and outdoor area. I don't know if you know where I'm yeehaw? talking about. Yeah, Yeehaw Brewing. I think that's right. Oh, you got me second. Yazoo. No. Uh, hi. That wasn't there when I was. Uh, yeah. That was not there when I was. In yeah, Nashville. it's over on Sixth uh, and Peabody. So, so bro, sorry, I really just fuck. Yeah, it's I'm sorry. I'm getting a lot of like bad feelings like the company <laughs> i worked for in nashville i really didn't like every year we put on this event called the sobro festival and i remember one year we did it, it was just like everyone who was working in that building there was a dunk tank and we were just so fucking miserable and we made shirts to <laughs> sell we thought it was going to be huge well i didn't yeah. somebody did somebody who bought the shirts I had so many Sobro Fest shirts, and to be fair, they were quite soft. Oh, wow. Let's see what used to be there. Oh, there's that the new Prince there is. Yep. Yeah. And no, so, this is actually really close to where my office was. Yeah, it's it's a nice, it's a it's decently close to the, you know, Music uh, City Center. Um, it's really like, it is, yeah. it is next door. Exactly. So there's a, there's a, they have a patio area that has like a little, like, Stage area, like basketball and like foosball and some other stuff going on, and a princess truck that just stays parked there. Nice. Yeah, it's I was going to go to the Nolansville one because I figured it would be less hectic. Yeah, yeah i yeah. I didn't mind it. The bar's a little meh. I mean, the bar's fine. It's a, it's a Nashville gentrified the bar. Re- the the, old, the original princess didn't have a bar. Well, no, I mean the bar at that Yeehaw Brewing. Oh, uh, yeah. The, yeah. That place itself is fine. It, the truck is the only thing. I'm gives sorry. It with any... a name like Yeehaw Brewing, I oh, just it's don't awful. Trust you. No, uh, the truck's the only awful. place that has any authenticity, and that's that's probably why they want it there because <laughs> it's the only authentic thing there. But yeah, gosh, even when I moved to to Nashville, I always felt like Lower Broadway felt like downtown Disney. And then as I lived there longer and longer, more and more people moved there mm-hmm. from like places with money. Yep. And so I was just like watching. Like people come in, buy everything with cash, and prices were increasing of living was increasing way faster than wages. And my husband and I were like, you know, Seattle's expensive, but at least they pay more than seven twenty five an hour. And uh yeah, yep. it's been a I haven't regretted it. No. I love Nashville a lot and I I don't really miss living there. No, me either. Uh, I'm I miss being close enough, a little closer. I'm, I'm four and a half hours away now, five hours away now. It's not too bad. It's it's drivable. It's not a day trip. Uh, you got to plan yeah. it, but it's it's a decent. It's a it's doable. But like even Murfreesboro, we stayed. I think I mentioned it. We stayed there for uh, something not too long ago. And even Murfreesboro, like when I was there, it was like seventy seventy five thousand people. Now it's almost one hundred and fifty thousand people in Ugh, less people. than twenty years. Yeah, no, it's nuts. So many people, so many people. So Mr. Burger. <laughs> so Nam, if it you come, here. let me know, um, and uh, we'll we'll see what we can do. I'm I'm hoping to make some decent content while I'm there. Uh oh, now I'm you're sorry. now you're going down memory lane of Nashville stuff. Oh my god, I just the Mr. Burger at here sign. Oh, I used to drive past that Mr. Burger every time I'd leave work and go to visit my husband where he lived at the time we started uh-huh. dating. So now I'm just like, Mr. Burger with a little burger with the mustache. And stuff oh, on. okay. And then the sign just says it here. Oh, my God. See, I, I never, like, <gasps> did the whole, like, um, Nashville, Disneyland, you know, Lower Broadway, all that stuff. 
I um, I guess now it's starting to stretch into it, but I always loved the area over by like Cafe Coco, uh, the exit yeah, the end, the end, the Rock Block area, yeah, all that area. I loved all that stuff. That's where they I like. Better to not up. tear down the exit No, they better not. They better not. Um, would kill them all. But course. uh, but yeah, that's coming up. It look and it looks like more companies are jumping on board more and more enough that people are like, okay, I need to make plans. I need to actually be there. So. Uh, actually, I talked. And now to- that I've looked at Mr. Burger, I'm like, I think I need to go. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I want to go and capture some content. It's it's pretty hard at normal Nam, but uh, at summer, uh, it's just a tad quieter. Yeah, just it's a, a lot smaller, a lot easier to to manage. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know if there will be parties and things like String Joy's party or anybody, but I do. You know, I, I just- do know at least one one company's throwing a party. Uh, I won't call them out. I also was not invited. So, <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I want all of the dish. I, w- I will share information as soon as we hit stop recording. <laughs> nice. So, uh, but yeah, I think it's awesome. I, it'll be exciting to go. Like I said, my first one as a content creator. So it'll be good stuff. Uh, I, I'm, I'm pumped, but. It feels like we're starting to actually feel like we're coming out of this. Like we're starting to see yeah. the light. Uh, you have three gigs. Yeah, I'm. Summer Nam is coming up. I'm so excited to play live music again. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm fully vaccinated. Yeah. My uh, my mom calls it em- Emancipation Day. Was last Friday. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I was lucky enough that um. Somehow we talked Mississippi into considering public librarians educators, and so Ooh. I've been well, I've been are. fully vaccinated since uh, beginning of April. Uh, Congratulations, so, that's awesome! Yeah. And so I'm very very happy, and now it's at a point where, and my wife is now fully vaccinated. Um, her second shot hit her hard. <laughs> it hit me it pretty hit good, but it hit yeah. it hit her pretty hard. But now she's fully vaccinated, so we're like you know, tearing off our masks and we're ready to go. Well, you know, so places make us do it, but CDC of course says that we can all hang out together, fully vaccinated without masks. So I'm, I'm down for trusting them. So, Oh, in the meantime, I guess we can wrap up so I can share with you all the things I can't share on the air. Yeah. You can hear all that. I can keep, I'm good at keeping secrets. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. So, uh, listeners, 40 Waters, we appreciate you hanging out and listening to us uh, riff about a few things and talk about gear. And I really appreciate Emily coming on so uh, so last minute. Um, yeah, sorry we didn't talk about gear more. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's okay. There's always more gear to talk about. And and now, we're co- like I said, we're coming into gigs. We're coming into NAM. There's going to be lots of gear opportunities to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and hey, maybe if, if we're all at NAM, I'm going to have my podcasting gear, so maybe we can actually grab an episode or two while we're there live in person. Look at that. I'm Yeah, I'm trying to figure that that setup out. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> listeners, I appreciate y'all. Remember, go find uh, 40 Watt Podcast on all social media. Uh, go to patreon.com. Support the podcast. I really appreciate it for less than a cup of coffee uh, a month. Uh, you can help not only me, but you can support a really great charity in St. Jude Children's Hospital for this year. Um, mm-hmm. Click the affiliate link down below. Sign up for Reverb. You don't even have to buy anything. Just sign up. You may want something later. You may not even be a musician. I do know there's a couple of non-musicians that listen to this podcast. Just They click. also sell toys. They do. Fun. They sell toys. They sell lots of things. You can get a little bit of uh, video or camera gear occasionally. There's a yeah. little, yeah, there's wild stuff on there. So actually uh, shared it with a fraternity brother of mine who is a strings player. And uh, I was in a music fraternity for those of you who thought I was just a total bro just then. But no, it's like a nerdy music fraternity. It's great. Um, uh, but he's a strings player and he realized, oh, crap, they do have stuff I could use. So he signed up. I'm like, appreciate the the, the uh, affiliate link follow. But uh, click all those things. I'm also going to have Emily and Get Offset's podcast information down below. Click on it. Follow them. Check them out. I think you'll like what you hear. Um, and until then, take care of yourselves, be kind to each other, and make some noise.
This episode is brought to you by the supporters of 40 Watt Podcast over on Patreon. Go over to patreon.com slash 40 Watt Podcast, where for as little as $3 per month, you can help support the podcast and get every episode ad-free. For $5 a month, you'll get every episode ad-free as well as a bonus episode every week. I can't overstate how thankful I am for the support of my patrons and hope you'll consider joining the team and helping keep this show on the road.